Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts, 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Hey everybody, I was thinking about the year 2020 as a whole, all of the, the collective incidents and highs and lows of 2020, and I was thinking about if I had to detail what did I learn, or what did I discover, or what what was interesting, or what, what was something that was exciting in 2020, I'd have to say uh, the sad things, in 2020 we lost a lot of lot of good people uh that some that i knew some that i didn't know but uh, kobe bryant of course uh chadwick boseman which were huge to me personally as a black man uh just those two people just and i think it what affects me most is not not themselves or the the great achievements that they had it was just that both of those men were fathers and become since I guess since I be, became a father and probably even a little bit before that, it just affected me when people who had children passed away early, like before like ninety or something. But uh, it yeah I didn't know anything about those guys beyond what I saw on TV or movies, or in the case of Kobe on the basketball court. But it just affected me because they're in in the most basic of regards they were not too different from myself in regard to both being black and both being being a father under the age of uh 50 well except for Chadwick I don't believe he had any kids but being under the age of 50 so it was just uh it was more of an encouragement to 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 push toward more of what you really want to do with with your days because you don't there's no guarantee that there will be a, a long number of them. So just that thought was the, the earliest uh, thought when I thought about 2020. I also thought about um, something that I kind of, I won't say that I learned, but it was further illuminated in 2020. And that is the cost of ownership, the cost of being being responsible, the cost of uh, taking taking, you know, the reign of of your life, taking the wheel of your life and being in full control of all things to it's great when you have a nice apartment where you can, you know, go in and, you know, the, the floors are nice, the the walls are nice. Everything is, 
pristine and taken care of and you don't have to worry about that furnace breaks you're all good but just the you know the the trade-off for that is no ownership when you rent you put all the money into your landlord or building manager and if something happens they can have you move or the rent can go up or uh, if you decide to move whatever the case may be when you leave the premises you have no there's no equity there's no there's no anything that you get out of that you just you just go and while that's not necessarily appealing for a lot of people some people just like the the ability to go in and know that everything is taken care of and know that everything is is good to go you don't have to worry about fixing or repairing or anything and i get that cuz that's it feels great but for me the long game is an ownership. Yeah, it may not be as comfortable immediately for some people. Some people have a great plan and can make it comfortable from the onset. But some people may have um, have to do a little work to get things to where they need it to be. And a little work has never scared me. So, you know, the, the ownership route in regard to the, the longer term benefits and the overall benefits outweighed my immediate comfort needs so I learned that I I want to want to be an owner over a lot of things in my life which means that I have to be a responsible of course and b willing to put in the work and uh sometimes be uncomfortable in doing so so I think that's that's a bigger thing it's hard because I'd like to see I'd like to see results and a lot of times I don't know you know if the path that I'm on is the the best path, but you know, you never know. That's that's the the joys of living this life and being in ownership of a decision, a direction, um, a physical thing. Either way, it's it's the joys of of having all those together. I also thought about in this year uh, with the pandemic, I. A person wrote it, and it was funny. It was meant to be funny, but yeah, it's still funny. He was like, uh, in a meme, he wondered, you know, how people in movies, how did everybody become zombies? Like, why didn't they stop drinking the water or stop, you know, doing whatever thing, you know, that they did to, to become infected? And he said, after seeing a couple days or a couple months, rather, of uh, COVID-19, he understands completely how you know, people became zombies. And furthermore, he, he knew for a fact that there was something that would make us zombies. We all definitely would become, especially in the U S become zombies. So I, I learned, I didn't learn. I knew and was further disappointed by the amount of people that so casually disregarded the very lives of other people. And at some point you can't say, you know, Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, you you kind of have when you do things that are that are careless knowing the full risk. That's, you know, that's 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 intentional. It rings it rings intentional to me. So you have to be be more be more um be more mindful in how you how you interact with uh with people that can be impacted by you 
So, I mean, not just in regard to uh, COVID-19, but in regard to your attitude and how you how you navigate this world, those things in general, um, I, I began to see more with the case of COVID-19, even there still to this very day, as of this recording, people who don't believe that it's A, as severe as, as, severe as uh, is being reported, or B, that it even exists. So... I think that 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 is disheartening and I understand that those people are definitely in the minority but because of the way that people are infected with um COVID-19 it 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 does make things way more difficult than it need to be. So uh, I think with COVID-19 being being in the house and being quarantined not a horrible thing for me. I like being in the house. So from that regard, it didn't really bother me. A lot more businesses became uh, curbside only. Fantastic for me. Uh, you can order from any restaurant if you need to. Also a great thing for me. Uh, everybody delivers. Awesome. Wonderful thing. So from that standpoint, it didn't really affect me. But I do understand that for people who are more social, it's a tough thing to not be able to have physical uh, connections with people or just to be in the company of other people. I get that. I get that. And, you know, uh, as far as like, um, the music thing, a lot of, a lot of musical opportunities got altered or just flat out canceled because you can't have people together. So I missed that, that portion of it. But overall, as far as the, the socializing thing goes, um, it's not, too far from my normal so at least in that regard there's there's not much that has changed even in regard to the travel I don't travel too much so uh you would say that in some some fashion I have quarantined myself or have been practicing an aggressive quarantine uh lifestyle for quite some time so I've been I'm, I'm pretty good with that um I do I do think that people should I hope they have if they have not recognize the the real weight of what what they would call a problem before uh to you know to not you know oh I can't go to the movies and you think that that's such a huge problem there are much bigger problems in the world and I hope that people will recognize the the real problems versus a first world problem where the only problems you have are inconveniences and not full-scale uh, breakdowns in how you live your very day-to-day life. So in that regard, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm looking for ways to, to help people who, who are in those positions. Because, I mean, throughout this whole pandemic, I've been working constantly. So I've been, my job doesn't shut down in construction, you know, uh, the type of construction that we do, it's, uh, considered essential, whether it is or it is not is debatable, but apparently the money is essential. So, Hey, many, many jobs are open because the money is essential for someone or some entities. So, um, I look for ways to try to, how can you help people? How can you, and of course you can't, you can't help everyone, but how can you, can how can you help 
people who just who don't need you know the whole world that just need just a little hand so i look for those ways and i try to operate that way so that's in in 2020 being mindful of the value of your neighbors also i learned this is a, a big one that i didn't have before uh, i didn't have any any ill feelings or ill will toward quote unquote white people in general but it did feel fantastic when uh when the video came out of George Floyd being uh arrested and subsequently killed that so many white people were vocally outraged and were specifically saying what is being done to black people is not right and we will stand with you against it that was the first time in my entire life I have ever felt true allyship. Like you really have a white brother. These are your white brothers and sisters. That was the first time in my life I have ever felt that I've been really cool. And we've had some really good, you know, projects we worked on and some really nice things where, you know, everybody's being friendly and, you know, everything is cool. There's no, you know, malice or anything. And you go home to your lives, but this, was the first time I actually felt brotherhood. Like we can join hands and both get dirty in the fight together. So that was an awesome thing for 2020. Hasn't changed pretty much since since then. I still feel that warm feeling and it's and I guess it 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 was such a contrasting feeling because for so long you hear people say uh they never say the name specifically. They never say black people specifically are being treated wrong. They say some people or if those people it was always you know kind of it was very uh politician like how how the issue was addressed so i'm thankful that in 2020 it was very direct and very blunt and maybe maybe covid had something to do with that or maybe it was just time or maybe it was just i don't know just time because i can't say it was the egregiousness with which uh mr george floyd lost his life because there were tons of videos over the years of just the same thing. So, but I'm thankful now that, that, you know, like I said, we have entered a stage where I can say I have white brothers and sisters who are, who are aggressively fighting the fight with me alongside me. And that's a, it's a great feeling for 2020. Uh, what else for 2020? I've, I've also learned that, uh, doing this podcast for me has been very, very helpful for just getting thoughts out and practicing being 100% honest. Everything I tell on here is how I feel about it. I don't really hold back, which means that there aren't, there are some topics I can't talk about on here because if I want to be honest, some things are, are, uh, a little, a little too personal. So I, I've, I've learned to temper, uh, what, what I, what I bring on here as far as topics goes. I've also learned that apparently uh, people in Texas enjoy enjoy this podcast. Uh, so shout out to Texas. And I've also learned that apparently uh, black women rock and people enjoy my my uh, my views on black women. So thumbs up for that, I guess. <laughs> um, you can thank my grandmother for for stressing the importance of black women as a whole um, and my mother and all the women in my life who who uh, fall under the, the umbrella of black womanhood, who have been shining examples and beacons of uh, faith, hope, strength, uh, love, and beauty. So 
all those things are compiled as well. Uh, I've also learned that, well, not learned, further further been uh, immersed in the knowledge that I don't want to work a job for anybody else. And it's difficult for me to to put a plan into motion and then step off of this this uh job that I've been on for almost five years now. But I know that I won't be at this job for much longer. I don't know what that means exactly. I don't know how long much longer is, but I know that this I won't be one of the people who can say I spent 40 years at the job and I'm retiring. now. I, th- that won't be my my story for this job. I know that, and that's not the first time I've thought that about a job, but uh, just have it have it being said out loud. Further, I do believe strongly in 2020, more so than I have believed any time in my life prior, that I'll be wealthy, more wealthy than I can even imagine, because I have big dreams and big goals, and I need to have capital, either personal or access to, to make those things a reality. So I believe that those things are possible. And I have no, no, you know, no plan set in motion. I just believe it. And I have a, I have thoughts. So I won't say I have no plans in motion. I have thoughts and a couple of practices I've been stepping into and putting feelers out there. Uh, but I just, I believe that. And if, if it doesn't cost you anything to dream and or believe, why not go ahead and do it? So that's what I'm doing. Uh, so I'm thankful for my friends and my family and everybody who's uh, listened to this podcast. If you enjoyed it or if you didn't enjoy it, I'm thankful to everybody who gave a comment to any of the podcasts that I've done uh, this year because I do read. I read them all and I try to respond uh, either in person for the people that I know personally or uh, on any of the social media platforms that uh, we are connected on. So I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I hope that you keep listening. I hope that the, the topics are engaging or at least thought provoking and that you don't mind my voice and you don't mind my my uh, my position on a lot of different things that I talk about. And I, I hope to keep talking, talking about those things until, you know, well, until I until you get tired of me. Well, no, even that wouldn't matter because I'd write it. I'd still post them if it was just me. So uh, until 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 I decide to stop talking about it, I guess I don't know. Maybe I'll write more about it. So, twenty twenty one. Hopefully, I'll be looking forward to the publishing of my second book, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. So, thank you very much. Have a merry Christmas, happy New Year, happy holidays. If you don't celebrate those two. And I pray that you and your family are extremely blessed. And I pray the same for mine as well. And you guys take it easy. Facebook has invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts. Learn more about their ongoing work at about.fb.com safety.